English Art International presents Fresh Talk, conversations about creativity in the 21st century. I'm Kathy Bird, and today I'm under a bridge, the 7th Street Bridge in East Austin, with Andrew, otherwise an anonymous former or recovering architecture student from UT in Austin. And Andrew, when he was in school, was given an assignment to do an urban intervention, that is, to create some spatial intervention that would change people's relationship with public space. And Andrew, what gave you that idea to do a swing? Where'd that come from? The assignment was to just do anything that sort of activated an otherwise dead space. And uh, I was wanting to do something that could be potentially universally appreciated and stir up memories. And a friend of mine and I, years before, had talked about hanging up swings around new parks. And it seemed like this assignment was the perfect chance to do it. And so we hung up swings just to sort of see how different people would react, you know, old people, young people, whoever. How many swings did you make the first time you did the project? The first time we hung swings, so in February 2007, we went out one night and we hung red swings. We hung five of them throughout the city, some in East Austin, some around campus, some in local neighborhoods, some in more commercial spaces, and just hung them up. It wasn't called the Red Swing Project at the time. It was just some red swings with a stencil of a girl and a number. And so initially they all had numbers on them. So we hung up swings one through five. Today, uh, I guess about five years later, there's been approximately 200 swings hung in, I think, like 13 different countries. And some were hung by me, but most of them are hung by people that are interested in the project. So we take them when we travel and we allow anybody to replicate the project. It became known as the Red Swing Project at what point? Uh, so we, just like any school assignment in you know, architecture school, we pinned up our project and we said, hey, you know, showed our professors and our peers, we, this is what we did, we hung these swings. And at the time, it had no name and one of the critics I said, well, you should call this the Red Swing Project. And I was like, huh, okay. And he's like, well, and you should make a website, you know, redswingproject.org. And I was like, yeah, all right. And so that night I went home and bought the domain name, redswingproject.org, and that's when it got that name. And it was well-received by my peers and my professors. And a lot of its formation came out of suggestions from them. What countries are the swings installed in these days? There's uh, swings hung all throughout the U.S. in the north, south, east, and west. And then in 2008, we went to India, and there's a swing hung in Thailand, Brazil, Taiwan, South Korea, France, Spain, Portugal, Haiti, and Poland. And I think there might be some other ones, but that's what I know of. You were telling me you took swings to New Orleans. Why New Orleans? So in 2007, after a month of us starting the project, that spring break, some friends of mine and I went to New Orleans, and it was pretty recent after Katrina. There was still a lot of uh, wreckage there, and there was a design-build competition for students to come and make interventions in the city. So a lot of people came and made 
bleachers for parks that didn't have bleachers and our idea for this competition was to come and hang our swings and so the stipulation was you know you had 48 hours to design and build something and so we showed up in new orleans got some wood started painting swings drilling holes and just sort of drove around new orleans and we would talk to people that were living in fema trailers and ask them you know where they'd like to see a swing. So there's swings that are hung in less glamorous parks that uh, are right next to FEMA trailers. There were swings hung from old billboards that were totally ripped apart and and swings hung from archways of decrepit buildings. And some of those swings were intended just to be used by kids that just there wasn't swings in the parks anymore. Or is sort of this symbolic image amongst the wreckage. Some were images and some were really functional swings. We got emails and, uh, and responses from people that had used the swings that went into a crazy level of detail discussing their, how this swing gave them hope amongst all this despair that they were having. And we were really shocked to hear a simple swing could brighten somebody's day and change their outlook. And, so why is it important to you that this be an open source project that you, you give instructions on the site about the dimensions of the swing and mm-hmm. how to tie the rope? The open source aspect and the anonymity and all that is sort of as a response to capitalist hierarchical structures where you know you look at a beautiful building and you say, oh, Renzo Piano made that. Or, well, as a student, I found, had a lot of trouble with that because, well, actually, no, his staff of 100 people made that. And so it, it was sort of in response to this idea that we really like to give one person credit for things, and it makes it easier for us to understand it. But it throws things in a loop when you don't say who does it, and you it's just out there, and there's mystery to it. And so by making it open source, it gave the project wings that it wouldn't have otherwise had. It, it stops really quickly when you say, this guy does it, but rather and this anonymous entity does it, then all of a sudden people email us and say, oh, you know, can you hang one in Missouri? They think that there's this large network of people, and so the anonymity allows the project to grow beyond just one person doing it. And so allowing other people to do it just has unlimited potential. And then really, if you can move away from focusing on the individual doing it, you're really focusing on the swing itself. Well, under this bridge, how many swings are there? There's nine swings here. And how long have they been here? So these swings were uh, hung about a year ago, and without permission, uh, we just, I had been biking by here for years and noticed this sort of no man's land, and we, in broad daylight, came out here with a man lift and just hung the swings, and cops drove by, and nobody, nobody stopped us. It, it, what we learned really was that you can, if you have a clipboard, people don't mess with you. So we just were out here hanging up the swings, and I wasn't sure if they'd last a day or a week, a year. And so a year later, they've been here, and the grass gets cut underneath them. And about half the times that go by here, there's somebody using the swings. How are you making this project eco-sensitive and sustainable as a project, besides the fact you're empowering other people to make the swings? We are firstly using uh, underutilized space. We want to, you know, turn this uh, ordinary place into an extraordinary place. Then the way we make the swings, we uh, 
usually find a scrap piece of two by eight or buy it from the local lumber supplier. And then all the rope that we use is either retired rock climbing rope donated by local rock climbers, or nowadays we get it supplied by rope manufacturers. And so they have rope that has defects that can't, that don't allow them to sell it. And so they donate the rope to us to hang swings with, and otherwise they would have to throw it away. It's a minimal amount of material for the amount of joy that you get, that many people can get from this small amount of materials. It's pretty extraordinary. It is. It's amazing. I love the concept. I'm wondering how you got involved for the Venice Biennale for Architecture. For the Biennale, the Institute for Urban Design, based out of New York, had a call for entries, and the theme of their exhibit at the U.S. Pavilion is uh, spontaneous interventions. And so they had a call for entries, and my clueless self did not even know about it. A guy that I share uh, office space with, he was looking online, and the night before the applications were due, he's telling me, hey, man, what they're asking for, that's the Red Swing Project. They are asking for the Red Swing Project, you know, everything about it. And so I looked it up online, and of course, it was it was amazing that we found it. And so we sent in all of our uh, request materials, and then we sort of forgot about it. You know, months went by, and, and then finally we got an email that we were invited amongst maybe about 100 other guerrilla projects that will be part of their uh, exhibit. And so at the end of August, it'll exist as part of the exhibit as just photos of the project. And then uh, I have a hunch that a bunch of swings will appear. In Venice? In Venice. While you're there? At the end of August, myself and uh, one of the other people that helped start the project, he's now living in India. We're going to meet in Venice, and we will probably hang up 10 or 15 swings in Venice and just see what happens. It's funny, you know, these uh, an exhibit like this where they're talking about guerrilla initiatives and spontaneous interventions, a, a curated exhibit of that is different than the actual instance of a guerrilla initiative. And so it, it'll be interesting to see how they respond to our uh, hanging these swings. And to see if other interventionists will do the same Yeah, the, yeah with exactly. their projects. I mean, the group of individuals that are part of this exhibit are all self-motivated. So one of the criteria for the spontaneous interventions exhibit was that it's non-commissioned work, that it's self-funded, self-motivated. And so uh, there's a lot of go-getters. And I think there will be uh, people from all over the world that will likely be coming there and uh, raising some havoc and... Uh, should be fun. Sounds great. What do you envision for the future of the Red Swing? I mean, the idea from the get-go, part of the reason it's anonymous, is that uh, having a project and an entity that can uh, exist without a single figure, the idea would be that people see swings, they go on our website, and they feel empowered that they can change the spaces around them it sort of can grow organically and the tools are on our website for people to add to this project and it can exist much beyond us in Austin. Saw a little red swing in the middle of the street Had to stop and check it out cause I thought what a treat Next thing I know I swung my cares away Swinging back and forth on this windy day People drive by, they stop and stare But I'm too busy swinging, baby, I don't care They should pull over and give it a try Seems the more I swing, the less I cry
swing hanging from two strings, y'all. Ooh, 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 swinging back and forth. I don't care about a thing, y'all. You've been listening to Fresh Talk about the Red Swing Project. Read more about the project and hear other podcasts in this series on freshartinternational.com.